0: A defining tragedy. A pandemic. We've all been bombarded by the negative news and media pushing a narrative. I'm Dr. Toby Watson, clinical psychologist, real estate developer, and entrepreneur. During this episode, we're gonna meet some amazing people that have learned how to be resilient, keep their coping, their positivity, and optimism up, to take things like social distancing and change it into social connecting, from politicians to business owners to sports celebrities. So let's go meet these amazing people. Full disclosure, we literally just learned, like a few minutes ago, that you were raised in the same village that I was back in Wisconsin, a place called Kohler. I know, I couldn't believe it. I thought you were messing with me. I think people would like to know, how has it affected you personally, in your family, or even for yourself?
1: I have to tell you, I had to stop watching TV for a while, the news, uh, because it was so depressing. And I'm a very optimistic person. And so I would suggest to people that They turn off the news for a while.
0: So in your life, uh, you mentioned that you'd like you're very optimistic. You like mm-hmm. to have a positive outlook on life.
1: I do.
0: W- where did you get that from? I've
1: had some troubles in my life. You know, I, I married this abusive husband, but left him about almost 30 years ago now. Okay. There was never a time in my life that I would have dreamt in a million years yeah. that I'd be serving. And to be serving in the United States Congress, then being selected by President Trump to serve as one of eight people on his impeachment defense team, Yes, and then to be flying on Air Force One just a couple weeks ago and then being called back to the White House for a round table with the president.
0: I think here in uh, Phoenix, if I read correctly, this year they're expecting 300 new businesses to come
1: into the area. Does that inspire you or? And I know that America is going to get back to greatness. I mean, our economy was just booming before this happened. And there's a lot of really exciting things going on. So I think there's a few good things that have come out of the coronavirus crisis. But, you know, there's people obviously that are are different than that. And so um, I. I really want to say to them that things are going to get better. We're not going to be in this crisis forever. I just feel so good, good, good. I just feel
2: so good. My passion was always pizza, but I always wanted to get into the bagel business. And I started this place as a bagel business.
0: And then, uh, you know, when COVID-19 hit, I imagine the employees and things were kind of difficult. As a matter of fact, right before COVID-19 came, had two
2: employees. I've lost both of them. So mm-hmm. my son and my daughter actually are my heroes. They saved me during this, during this pandemic. So,
0: so family came together.
2: Family came together. And if I didn't have them, I don't know if I'd be here right now.
0: I did apply for assistance, but yeah. unfortunately
2: I didn't fit in the guidelines with the PPP, sure. with the, uh, and yeah. finally I just said, you know what? I, I don't need you. I this can is, see. This is my PPP.
3: I can literally.
2: See <laughs> Pizza protection
0: program. program. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Congressman Swiker, some of the resiliency that you've had in your own life and in your family, I, I see you grimacing a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
3: uh, look, it, it, you know, for all of us, you know, everyone has their story of when you get your, what's a nice way to say it? Oh yeah, head smashed in. And you wake up the next day and sort of grind your way back. And, you know, now we have a moment where the entire country, I think, is going through that. Right. And, and they are, and they're hurting right now. They've lost something. It's both a bit of guiding but I also wish we did a better job being empathetic mm-hmm. and understanding, you know, the stress um, that ajna people are feeling where you wake up in the morning and you have that feeling in the pit in your tummy yeah. of, what's tomorrow, what, what, what's, what's about to happen, and how do we all understand, we're all going through this collectively.
0: Have you heard some of the stories about the loss and what's happening with them?
3: That was actually both one of the positive things that's happened, they got, finally got their PPP loan, mm-hmm. they used the money, they bought um, a bunch of plexiglass, mm-hmm. started uh, milling it, and now they say they have more customers than they know what to do with because they're building these shields. That's right. A, you have a constituent that's about to lose everything. You know, their life's work is about to be gone to they got a little help from the government and then they were able to be creative and came up with a product that was in demand. So it worked. Yeah, we keep talking about social distancing. Yeah, look, look, it's been tricky getting used to the concept of going to church Mm -hmm. um, through your computer. That's right. Really looking forward to, you know, going to mass, um, but I'm realizing we're all going to be sort of separate, but at least we're coming back into those routines.
0: When I think that idea of loss of structure for a lot of people is brilliant. such a challenge because we're used to routine and structure. And I think humans in general like to have structure.
3: The loss of routine was difficult. Partially, you know, when you also have a little person at yeah, home, yeah. you know, you're <laughs> trying to yeah. provide a very structured life. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's looking up and going, Daddy, why are you still home?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, and yeah. we're, but There's always a way to work through it. and. It's been a roller coaster. You've got to understand. It. It's been an emotional roller coaster. From one day, you have an individual who you can just tell is at their wits' end; they're terrified. And a couple days later, you're talking to them, and something showed up in their bank account, yeah. or a new idea showed up, or another opportunity, and sort of engaging also in that little moment of joy with them. That's
0: right. That's right. Well. I'm so thrilled that you came today and you're willing to speak with me about some of these issues because I think there's a lot of people out there that do look to you and to me and to other people, uh, leaders in the community. How do they get through this and how can they put up some sort of positive coping mechanism so that they can stay positive, optimistic, and kind of get back into their normal routines. So thank you so much, Congressman. Uh, Sorry, David, for doing this today. Doc, I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you so much. Between us right now, I noticed that there's a collage here, and you made this, correct?
4: Yeah, for a school project.
0: For a school project. Okay. So what kind of inspired you to kind of do it?
4: I thought it'd be pretty creative to show the effects before and after. Okay. And
0: yeah. And so all of these images you pulled out of magazines and you know, newspapers or something like that. And so this was the world that you knew it. And what do you see when you look at this?
4: I see fully packed stadiums concerts um, You know usual usual things that like we have in our daily life
0: Being a young man you would go to sporting events sometimes or you would go out to functions movies and places like that Where there are a lot of people? Oh, Oh, yeah, and and you haven't been doing that now so much and What's that been like for you not being able to go out and I guess kind of explore the world that you once knew?
4: It's been pretty hard. I mean like We've been inside a lot of the time, just spending our time like at home doing workouts, just being productive, just trying to like use this time wisely while we can.
0: So what I hear you saying is, being home is kind of hard sometimes. <laughs>
4: Even though mom and dad are great, and you know we have lots of
0: relatives, sometimes it gets a little, you know, when everybody's all together. Yeah. But have you had more family time as well?
4: Yeah, we had some family time. Um, my dad and I, we would like we'd play board games and watch movies together and get to know each other more, I felt like that's been a pretty good time. Yeah. So,
0: I see the middle section here. Tell me a little bit about what you see in here and what uh, was the, the during the COVID-19 kind of uh, isolation, alone?
4: Oh yeah, so as you can see, like everywhere we go, whether it's outside or like a grocery store or something, mm-hmm. everyone's wearing masks for the most part. And kids spending their time in their room, usually on their phones or watching movies, yeah, uh, And yeah, that's about it.
0: So I see a few words here, fear and courage. Two different, you know, real emotions. For you, what was the fear that maybe you started to feel, if you did feel that?
4: Fear, I felt like that played a factor in everyone's, like in what everyone had thought. Yeah. And I feel like that, like everyone was afraid to be around more people and like touch certain things mm-hmm. because of the risk of the virus. Tell me about courage. The courage part would be having courage to like to go outside to still explore like this isn't just going to stop everything that's happening we should still be able to do stuff but but like you have to keep in mind that we have to be more careful and more safe like, yeah. like that being in mind like washing your hands and just keep social distancing.
0: So tell me about after so it says the light at the end of the tunnel
4: yeah so I think that what that means is this isn't gonna be like this pandemic isn't gonna be happening forever Mm -hmm. there's probably gonna be a vaccine or in 10 years we'll probably forget about this Mm -hmm. and I feel like after it's just gonna be our normal lives again and we're just gonna brush past this
0: and it seems like you're quite optimistic that things are gonna get better and you're gonna get back to your old life or at least maybe an old life with some slight modifications. Would you like to go back to school?
4: Yes, I miss school. Yeah, I I got got, a big smile when you said that. Yeah, I I did not think I'd ever say that.
0: (laughs) So that might be a positive thing from this virus is that there's a lot of kids who used to hate school, said they didn't like school, but now that they've actually gotten it taken away, they're kind of like, hey, school wasn't so bad. I had friends, I had community, heck, my teachers even, I kind of like. So there's a lot of things that you kind of occupy your time. I'm here with two-time World Series champion, Todd Steidelmeier and his wife, Erica. An entrepreneur, philanthropist, all-around nice guy. Welcome. We're honored and humbled to have you in our home, so thanks for coming. We're here to talk about the positive psychological impact of COVID-19. I know a lot of people have had changes in their life because of COVID-19, and I guess I'm kind of curious about in your life with your kids in your home, what has changed, I guess, for the positive by having this uh, change in dynamic.
2: You know, I think that, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we have five children, and um, one of them is out of college and now studying to become a doctor. Um, Another one. Uh, the eighteen year old has been away to college, and so one of the huge benefits was everyone coming home and it's been really neat and rewarding to have all of the kids back home again, um, all of the family dinners you know you think about life and you get so busy being busy and, and everyone on the move, and especially when you have big families and all the kids and their activities and and a lot of times families aren't even coming together at dinner time and, and, to be, and to be able to come together to have everyone home and to have family dinner and, and to be able to share in the experiences and to learn from one another, just have conversations, be grateful for the, for the moments and the time has been
0: incredible. What sort of uh, changes have you seen, positive changes by the kids being home more and not maybe having that same structure, but developing kind of a new routine or a new structure?
5: Well, I think in the beginning it was was just a lot going on with five kids and a busy calendar. But once we kind of realized, well, no, there's nothing on the calendar, we're not forgetting to do anything. And, you know, the kids just kind of owned their schedule, figured out when they needed to do what they needed to do. The youngest, who's five, you know, there's 10 years between her and the next. So she was always, you know, wanting to know what are we doing today and where are we going? And she just kind of settled in and started figuring out like, well, we're not doing anything. So figure it out. And, you know, we tried to put things, you know, to look forward to, whether we had one kid pick the meal for that dinner or, you know, just to kind of involve them and and kind of think of things to do or have certain things each day to look forward to, like, we'll swim at this time. But, you know, for the most part, you kind of got to figure it out. It's too much on me to try and and entertain you all day long.
0: Absolutely. So, living with a two-time World Champion, World Series Champion, um, there's motivation. There's drive in this house, I can tell, like, early on. I mean, you, you can just see that it comes right out of you. Does that translate to the kids as well? Have you seen that happening now?
5: Oh, yes, 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 yes. He, the little one is, um, you should hear, you know, she'll say things like Hashtag winner, or, you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, we need to tone this back yeah. a little. And she'll do her workout, and she got the 18 year old up, up the other day. She goes, come on, it's time to do our workout so that we can both be winners. I'm like, okay, you know. So, yes, there's a definite influence on the children with, you know, just the mindset of being the best you can be, yeah. you know. I
0: know you're a community leader. People look up to you whether it's you know maybe helping coach with a team or coaching teams or you know taking on that role with that change um you're home more there's a lot of sporting events and things that aren't happening now how have you been able to kind of i guess put that out to the community also to kind of keep that optimism maybe it's like hey this is just temporary again this isn't going to last we're going to get back to the way it was or with some changes
2: well i think the thing to remember is you know we fall back on our faith you know number one number two is is we've got to understand that the greatness of people, right? And, and I think that sometimes we get lost in that, that how great the human spirit really truly is and, and that this too shall pass. And, you know, one of the things that we're really focused on is when it does pass, how are we coming out? Are we coming out better are we coming out worse? Yeah. And where pain and struggle and setback, what a great opportunity to serve your way out of it we actually did that with one of our businesses and you know, we were like everyone else and, and one of our businesses is in the restaurant business. So all restaurants being shut down, so you can imagine, and the immediate focus was like, what does it mean to me? And when I say me, it's our family. What does it mean to you know, what does it mean to us? What does it mean to the company? What it and we and and you can get trapped in the negativity of what this is gonna mean. And, and instead, literally from idea to concept was, well, let's serve our way out of it. Who else is in pain? And one of the things that we realized and thankful to Erica that she got on the phone, she started beating the phones is like when schools got shut down, we can't, rem- we can't forget that there's some kids that are going to school that day that if they don't go to school, they're not going to eat lunch that day and they're going to go hungry. And here we are in the restaurant business. It's like, what can we do? So we had, we're going to serve our way out of it you know, from an enterprise or from an entrepreneur, but also the spiritual and emotional well-being of serving others and what that can do for the human spirit. So we served our way out of it, and, and I would tell you that it was, it was a big deal.
0: So in baseball, I know, you have to adapt really fast. I'm wondering how that skill that you learned in baseball and being an athlete applied maybe into your business world.
2: You learn by your experiences, and a lot of those experiences are going to be uh, failure. You study by going back and taking a look at past performances. You grow by changing your strategy, and then you're trained by taking your next action to failure. People just need to know, it's like, action doesn't mean success. Action means I'm gonna go try, I'm gonna go take a step, I'm gonna go fail, I'm gonna go learn, I'm gonna go study it, I'm gonna do the past performances, I'm gonna change my strategy, I'm gonna take a new action. That's right. And here we are in, in living a life where, look, we're gonna have to learn.
0: So we've talked about a lot of serious things today, and I really wanna talk about something more serious. I believe you have some rings in your house somewhere that we could maybe take a look at, you think?
2: Yeah, man, I would be honored, actually. <laughs> we. uh you. We keep those actually in the safe, and yeah. and uh, I don't wear them because they bring on a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm very proud of them because of what they stood for and what they stand for today. And, and they really, to me, they stand for unity and vision, mm-hmm. and that a bunch of guys came together from around the world um, that had one focus, one vision, yeah. and it was bigger than themselves. It was about the team and, right. and what an opportunity as a country. that that uh, it's about uniting once again as a country and having a a bigger vision beyond just ourselves and what can we do for the country.
0: Wow, so this is where the magic happens and where things are stored. This is the war room, boss. This is the uh, war room. The
2: rumor is you want to see the rings. This is where the rings are? This is where the rings are. Can I see them? So this one right here, uh, this is the first world championship. This was in 1992 in Toronto. Oh my gosh. An, ah! Oh, an incredible team, no big deal. But, okay, uh, put it on. of course. It. Uh, yeah. And uh, we were oh fortunate my. enough to keep the winning spirit going along and, and stayed hungry enough and focused enough that. Yeah. We won the first one. We didn't want to relinquish it, and and we were lucky enough to win back-to-back world championships in Toronto. So, oh my God, look at that! Ninety-two, ninety-three. Yeah. Um, I took some time off in my career before I got a got a chance to join another winning team. Absolutely. And and I landed here in Arizona with the Arizona Diamondbacks, where in two thousand one, we actually beat the New York Yankees. So, oh my God, uh, look look at that! Pretty cool. So my father was actually. On the Diamondback ring, r- he was actually in the, in the opposing dugout during that time. But, uh, you know, memory? probably my favorite is, is uh, and, and memory is, you know, uh, is of my father and growing up in Yankee Stadium and, yeah. and uh, you know, being able to hang out with guys like Mickey Mantle and, and Yogi Bear and Thurman Munson and Bobby Mercer. Yeah. But uh, in 1998, uh, the Yankees were world champions. I actually pitched game one against the Yankees in the American League playoffs. Um, we took the defeat, but, mm-hmm. uh, Yankees went on to win the world championship. So I have my father's 1998 wow. Yankee world championship ring. So, um, wow. that's, uh, that uh, has a lot of value to our family, obviously. So I, I can see it, I can cool. feel it. Yeah. You know,
0: just even touching this and yeah. like seeing you know, talk about it. And what an amazing ring and what an amazing memory.
2: Well, it's so cool. It's kind of like I said before, it was like it was a bunch of guys coming together, man, that shared in a focused and united and, and you know, wanted to do something big. And,
0: that's and right. Anything was, is possible. Absolutely. If you're working as a team, if you're working together, whether it's your family, whether it's your teammates, whether it's a business. If, whether it's America, yeah, we know that we can right. do amazing things together. You know, it's kind of one of the
2: things I always say, everything's possible. The impossible just
0: hasn't been done yet. That's right. And yet is a key term. Thank you so much for joining me certainly. today. I appreciate you being on the show and sharing my pleasure. your collection. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I was honored. Thank you. What we've learned from the show is that there is a positive psychological impact from the COVID-19 and that it's not just all negative. From a resetting of nature to families spending more time together. From businesses becoming more innovative and finding new creative ways to make money and improve. Thank you for being part of the show. Hopefully you found some of the information I shared with you to be helpful and maybe apply it to your own situation of life. Try to stay away from those negatives and try to stay positive. I'm Dr. Toby Watson. And until next time, thank you for joining me.
4: Feels like- tree in shades of blue, shades of blue, right now, it's never felt quite like this.